evening. We're glad to have so many people here. Uh, as most of you know, it is a special treat tonight because the young men of the congregation uh, will be leading our services tonight. I know they've put a lot of work into it. They've prepared, and some of them are even going to get up here with a gimp leg, so uh, my hat's off to Baylor. All right. Tonight, for announcements, before we get started, uh, if you're the Secret Sisters form, tonight is the last night to turn it in. October the 13th is, sorry. Turn in your Secret Sister forms. Tonight is the last night. That's right. All right, October 5th, the Bible study, the This and That Bible study, the Jewel we'll have at her house is scheduled to be at 10:30. that's for women only it's a women's uh women's class that is 10:30 on october the 5th october the 26th will be the fall festival so in the upcoming weeks we're going to have to get people together to decide on who's going to do what and i do realize that's a conflict with something else but it was too late now so i'm going to leave it alone all right, October the 4th, every, every Friday for the rest of the football season, uh, we will have the fifth quarter, so encourage parents, bring your kids, bring yourselves, and uh, come on out and help out. And also, Sunday, October 6th, next Sunday, following services, there will be a youth devo at the McGee's house. So make sure you go ahead and mark your calendars now and get your homework done early. As far as everything else, for the order of service tonight, uh, Baylor Myers is going to word the opening prayer, Jordan Sanders, Danton Dye, Austin Pace, and Baylor again, as well as Dusty Dye will be leading us in songs. We will have uh, two sermons tonight, one by Ben Rickman, Follow God's Word, and one by Wes McGee on True Repentance. Scripture reading tonight will be Landon Labasso, who was just baptized just recently, so we're real proud of him, and also Cameron Foster. And finally, serving in the Lord's Supper will be Austin Pace filling in for Will Bell. He told me he wouldn't be here, and I forgot to change it. Uh, Tanner Howe will be, as well as Drew Dye. And then finally, Dusty Dye will close us in prayer. Or Dusty Dye will have the closing song, and closing prayer will be led by Jackson Pace. So, we hope that you are encouraged tonight, as I promise that you will be, if you'll just, just give a little attention to them. Look up the verses, follow along, and make sure what they're saying is accordance with God's Word. And I trust that it will be. Uh, as always, we're so thankful that we have visitors. We're thankful that we have people here. If you are visiting, please re reach in the pew in front of you. There's a little card, and there's a place for you to fill out your name. We'd really like to have a record of you being here, and so please fill that out. Uh, we hope you enjoy your, the services tonight, and at this time we'll have Baylor Myers open us in prayer. Dear great and glorious Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day, thank you for the rain, thank you for this building that we can come here and worship your word. Thank you for our youth and our men coming out here tonight, and trying hard, worshiping your word, and just trying to spread it for you. Thank you for the tra uh, please be with the traveling. Thank you for the food, and thank you for the, thank you for sending your son, Christ, dying on his cross for our sins, and please forgive us of all our sins, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.
881. I'm satisfied with just comes below a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the rain will shine, I want a gold one that's silver line. I've got a It's only going to be in our songbooks this evening. 448. My brother Billy has led this song a few uh, times in the past couple of weeks. And uh, we're going to try to just come in when each part comes in. And we'll all sing it once together. And then that'll be it. Love one another.
John 17, 14. John 17, 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Good evening. I would like to thank the elders for giving us this opportunity to come here and lead evening services. My sermon is following God's word. If you would look back at John 17, 14. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. In Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It says it right there. Salvation only comes through Jesus. The word that was given was God's. In John 17, 17, sanctify them, thy truth, thy word is truth. God's word is truth. The word was one. Jesus calls the word his word. In John 12, 48, he that rejecteth me and not rejecteth my words, hath, I mean, receiveth my words. One that, ju that judge him. The word that I have spoken, same shall judge him in the last day. Jesus will judge you on this book. He will judge you on the Bible. In Ecclesiastes 12, 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or evil. God will judge you on every secret thing. Nobody probably would ever know. Nobody may know, ever, never know. But you know, and God knows. And he will judge you on that if you have not repented. Therefore, God's word and Jesus' word are completely, same, are completely the same and agree. The word is the Bible. And, they, and he will judge you on this book. For my second point, let's go back to uh, John 17, 14. And the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world. The world will hate you. The world will hate you because you're not part of the world. In John 15, 19, if you were the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world... But I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hath hated you. The world loves his own. The world loves their family. Like how we love our family. If you look back in the first century, the disciples were exiled and persecuted because they are not of the world. And the word does not agree with the world. If you follow the word, you try to not sin. Worldliness means to live as a sinner. 
If you look at Galatians 17, 17, I mean 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleansiness, lavishness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, ferocity, emulation, wrath, strife, syndication, heresy. It goes on in 21. If you needed murder, drunkenness, revaltation, such things which I tell you before as I also told you in in time past, that which do things such will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven if you act like the world. It, it says it right here. The disciples, they acted different from the world. We have to act different from the world also. In Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather improve them. It says it right there. Have no fellowship with unfruitful works, but try to improve them. We have to try to improve the darkness. We have to try to get them in the church. If you would look back at John 17, 14. Even as I... If, even as I am not of the world. Jesus was not part of the world. Jesus is our Savior, and we need to be more like him. There is no better example than Jesus. He is the best example because he was the Son of God, and he lived a sinless and a perfect life. In 1 John 3, 5, And ye that know was manifested to take away all our, away our sins and in him no sin Jesus will take away our sins Jesus had a home in heaven so we should li not live like the world in John 14 1 through 2 let your heart not be troubled ye believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if we're not so I would have told you I go to prepare you a place. Now, on earth, Jesus was a carpenter, and he lived a perfect life. He's going to prepare us a mansion, many mansions. It's going to be pretty cool. For our home to be in heaven, we should also not live like the world. To be, to be like the world is to be a sinner. Sinners will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Only those cleansed by the Christ's blood. In Acts 22:16, Why tarest thou? Arise and be baptized and washed away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Those that will walk according to the world will be cleansed from their sins and be able to live in heaven with God. In 1 John 7, I mean, 1, verse 7. But if you walk in the light as he is in the light, 
will have no fellowship will have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanse cleanse us from all sins Jesus will take away your sins and he and he will give you salvation Jesus will judge you in on this book in the last day if you haven't been cleansed by Christ's blood come after the second sermon and we will help you Number 470. 470. I heard an old, old story. I was saved.
Scripture reading will be 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceived that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. I did my... Um sermon on true repentance. If you would, please turn with me to 2 Corinthians 7, verses 8 through 10. Again, 2 Corinthians 7, verses 8 through 10, if you're not already there from the scripture reading. Here it says that it's talking about godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. And now I'm going to talk about godly sorrow. Godly sorrow is when you are truly sorry. It means you're not going to go out and you're not going to do what you're doing the day or the week before you repented. And it, godly sorrow leads to salvation. If you would, please turn with me to Acts 2.38. Again, Acts 2.38. Oh, 2.37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter, to the, and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, in this verse, Jesus had just been crucified, and Peter was preaching to them about what they had done and that it was wrong and that they had just killed the Messiah. And they did, they did not believe that he was the Messiah before Peter was preaching this to them because everyone he like thought that he would not prove it to them they thought that he that they did not have enough proof and they were so sorry and they were pricked in their heart and they didn't know what to do they were very sorry about this and they and this is the kind of sorrow that we should have when we repent we should have this kind of sorrow and we should stick to trying to lead a better Christian life on to worldly sorrow in 2 Corinthians 7, 8, it says, For I perceive that the same epistle had made you sorry, though it were but for a season. What it says here is, it was but for a season. When you repent, you need to have that sorrow to where you lead on your Christian life. You keep, you keep trying to lead that Christian life, not say, oh, I'm just going to be sorry for a month, and then I'm just going to go back to sinning. Because that's what happened in this verse. 
And like I said, in godly, in godly sorrow, worldly sorrow is when you go out and you just do what you did the day or the month before you repented. Worldly sorrow does not lead you to salvation like godly sorrow does. On to repentance. Repentance is when you ask God to forgive you and you stick to leading on that Christian life and you stick to doing better. In Acts 2.38, again, Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now this ties into 2.37 when they were sorry and they didn't know how to make it right. They didn't know what to do. So he said, repent and be baptized and that will lead you to salvation. To command, the command to repent is to everyone. Not just to one person or two people or three people, but to everyone. He want, he, at some point in your life, you need to repent. And that will lead you to salvation. And without repentance, one would be lost. If you turn with me to Luke 13, 3. Again, Luke 13, 3. It says, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Like it says, it says that all people need to repent. That all people at some point need to repent. Maybe when you understand that you've sinned and you're baptized and you understand, or maybe you're not baptized, maybe you're just repenting and you're sorry and you are, you understand. When someone repents, God forgives them. If you turn with me to Acts 3.19, again Acts 3.19, says, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. When you repent, God will blot, he's just going to blot out those sins. That's not going to be a record in his book. Now, if you continue to repent and repent and repent, and you just do this over and over and over, and you keep sinning, and you keep sinning, and you keep sinning, He's not going to erase that from his book because you keep doing it over and over and over again. And you're just trying to get by by repentance. On to my last verse, Luke 15.10. Again, Luke 15.10. says, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. God and his angels will be happy and they will rejoice over just one sinner repenting. Just one. It doesn't have to be 10,000. It doesn't have to be 12 or 10 or however many. It can just be one. And they will rejoice and they will be happy. Now, if you are not baptized and you have not obeyed the gospel and you feel like you need to make your life right or maybe you already are baptized and you just feel like you need to make your life better then come forward as we stand and sing Number nine, let's do. What can
The Lord's Supper has been prepared for those who didn't get to partake this morning. If you will, raise your hand after each prayer and you will be served. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come here and learn more about your word. Please help those who are partaking of this bread. Do it in a well and pleasing manner to you in remembrance of you hung on the cross. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come here. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for remission of our sins. Please be with everyone taking this cup, which represents Jesus' blood shed on the cross for us, and let everyone partake in the right mindset. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you all for giving us. Please help, please help the money that's given tonight to help the better of the church and help help the church get your word out to the world. Please help us to follow you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.
But Jeremy, you kept your promise as we have indeed experienced a treat tonight. You guys always do such a wonderful job. We have two more new preachers to add to our group here. And so we're so excited to listen to the word preached tonight in truth by two individuals who have shown your desires to do so, and you've done such a good job, and also each one of you. This, this service was great. We have a lot of talent in these young men over here, and we appreciate Jared for the work that he's done with them, and uh, we look forward to the new preachers that are going to come forth out of this group, because there's and elders and deacons, because there's going to be some. They've also been attending the, the men's leadership class, and uh, they're, they're showing a desire to work for God, and we're so proud of them. And we want to thank all of you for being here to support them. And uh, we have a pretty good crowd. We have some visitors. We want to invite your visitors back to be with us each chance that you have. Of course, the next time that we have, we have a, to, to meet together will be our 10 o'clock Bible study with Mike on Tuesday. And then there's the men's leadership class that we'll be meeting tomorrow at 6.30. Men, young men, you don't want to miss this one. It's with Billy Bland. He'll be here speaking to us. So please be here for that. And then our midweek Bible study. Again, thank you for your presence. If you will, please stand as we sing 608. 608. <laughs> he took my burdens away.
Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day you've blessed us with. Thank you for allowing us to come here and learn more about your word. Lord, please bless that we take what we've learned here today and apply it to our everyday lives. Lord, please be with the sick people and help them get back to the most wanted health and also be with the people, men and women, fighting overseas for our country. And, and please forgive us of our sins. In your name we pray. Amen.